Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Fellowship of Believers at Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, is so blessed to bring you this Bible study program, Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the teaching ministry of our pastor, Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority, where pastor has been addressing the necessary heart attitudes of any servant of God. And this led to a discussion of money and finances in ministry. When we left off, Pastor Greg was reading Paul's teachings in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 on the scriptural provision for God's servants. The New Testament apostles and preachers of the gospel had the right of support, even as those who ministered in the Old Testament at the temple had the privilege to partake of its offerings. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo, and we'll go back a minute for context. Even so, verse 14, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. That's a commandment in the New Testament. Those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. But verse 15, but, but I have used none of these things, nor have I written these things, that it should be done so to me, for it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me, yes, woe is me, if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, I have been entrusted with the stewardship. So whether he's doing it like a quote-unquote job, or whether he's doing it free, he still has to do it. He is called to preach. Woe to me, he says, if I don't preach. Uh, what is my reward then, that when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority in the gospel? He has authority in the gospel. He doesn't want to abuse that authority. And Listen to his attitude. Listen to the spirit. What we're talking about here requires us to discern spirit from concept. You know, there's a lot of concepts that float around that people say them, but you can say the exact same words as someone else with a totally different spirit and a totally different meaning and applying it a totally different way. So we have to train our spiritual eyes and train our spiritual ears to see and hear the spirit behind the concept. He has the authority. God has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. There is this realistic provision in the scriptures, just like there was a realistic provision in the Old Testament, otherwise there would be no people to minister at the temple, at the tabernacle. Okay. So that's, that's pretty clear, the principle of provision for God's servants in doing the work of God. Paul lays aside that privilege because he knows how it's being taken 
and he doesn't want anyone to be able to speak against him. So he would rather boast that, look, I'm not taking anything, even though I have the authority to do so. But the principle is there. There's another side of this we need to see. Go back to Matthew chapter 10. We talk about how you lead with humility, with example, with the knowledge that you must give account, right? Look back up. We just read verses 9 to 10, ending for a worker is worthy of his food. Go back up and look at verse 7. Jesus tells the 12, And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. There's a gift that they had of healing. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. This is anointing of the Holy Spirit upon these men. Cast out demons. Cast demons out of people. Great authority they're given. Now look, the end of verse 8. Freely you have received, freely give. And that's what I want to focus on now. He tells them, freely you have received, freely give. And then he goes on to say, provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor a bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. A worker is worthy of his food. Two concepts in the same place, right? One speaking about the provision that the workers of God should be provided for as they go do the work of God. But the attitude of those, the attitude of those who go out should be freely you have received, freely give. That is the attitude of anyone that has any position in the Lord of heavenly authority. Freely you have received, freely give. You think about the contrast we have today in some New Age teachers, or all the different gurus of these, what we would call cults, right? Where they charge big money for people to come into their seminars, where they're going to teach them the, the deep secrets, the deep mysteries, right? They're going to show them how to reach highest spiritual planes. And as they do so, they charge big money for it, right? They profit from it. The attitude of God's servants should be, freely you have received these gifts, and fill in the blank. We study the gifts. We study the offices. We study the workings, right? Freely you have received, freely give. It should be your heart's desire to get up on the roof and shout out the word of God, if that's your calling. It should be hard to hold you back. You've received it. The Spirit of God has given it to you freely, and you just want to give it. If you don't, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You know the practical necessities of life that people have, and God has addressed those. We just read those scriptures, right? But God's servant should have the overwhelming desire to give of the gift he or she has received for service. It's a heart attitude. We're discussing here the heart attitude, humility, right? By example, I have to give an account for what I do in this service. Freely I have received. I'm called to have a heart to freely give. This is the attitude, the right attitude of the service of God. And you think about it, the Lord's ministers handle the deep mysteries 
we really handle the deep mysteries of the kingdom of God, right? You know, have all these phonies out there with their so-called deep teachings. When you delve into the word of God, when you receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, answers come, the plan of God starts to come out clearly. What a contrast between the servants of the Lord and the servants of the enemy. And one of the attitudes is that attitude, freely you have received, the desire should be freely give. The word of God cannot be bargained for, like Simon the sorcerer's sin, right? The, the gifts of God are not for sale. The gifts of God are not for sale. And there is a danger when ministers begin seeing their calling as a tool for financial gain, and they lose that first love. They lose that first desire to shout it from the housetops. Now look at Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 24. I'm going to read all the verses first from verse 24 to verse 27, and then we'll go back and talk about it. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He, Peter, said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, from strangers. Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. Nevertheless, nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. The temple tax literally it is the didrachman, the double drachma, the double drachma. Remember, the drachma was the basic Greek coin. The denarius was the basic Roman coin, worth about a day's wages, right? And roughly, you have um, the drachma equal to the denarius. This is literally the double, when they say temple tax, the double drachma, which translates to, transliterates into the Hebrew, what's the Hebrew equivalent, the half shekel. This is the half shekel temple tax that you read about in the Old Testament. Uh, and it's equivalent to two denarii, or two days wages. Okay. And it's due from every adult Jew annually for the maintenance of the temple services for the operation of the temple. Matthew Henry says they would buy the incense, the wine, the flour, the oil, the fuel, the salt, the priest's garments, all the necessities that you need for the temple came out of this temple tax for the defraying of the expenses of worship there. Okay, the two drachma, the double drachma, the half shekel in the Hebrew equivalent, the half shekel tax. Now, who instituted what was the basis for this tax? Uh, we might flippantly say, well, it must have been the Pharisees or the Sadducees. But that's not so. 
The basis for this tax comes from God himself. If you look in Exodus chapter 30, Exodus chapter 30. And let's see, we'll read at, starting at verse 11. And we'll read from verse 11 to verse 16. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When you take the census, the numbering of the children of Israel, and remember, we're going to have the book of Numbers where they number the tribes, the people in each tribe. And part of the reason for the numbering was then to substitute the firstborns with those Levites who would take their place in the service of the tabernacle at that point. Uh, when you take the census of the children of Israel for their numbers, then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord when you number them, that there may be no plague among them when you number them. On shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, as well as a library of Bible radio and video programs to help strengthen your Christian life and witness. There are links to our Apple Podcast and Google Podcast, and of course a link to our Sunday morning service. The live streams on YouTube of the Sunday Sermons by Pastor Greg and Associate Pastor Dr. Francis David begin at 10.30 a.m. and remain posted up on YouTube as well as rumble.com and on the church website. Also, it is critical that ministries that preach God's Word be supported in these perilous times. And on our website, we have a secure page where you can make your donation to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That website again is shiarjashub.org and you can check Isaiah 7 verse 3 for the spelling.